0: I think if you wipe it down with a Lysol wipe, you'll be fine. Anyway, I'm Nika. I'm Julianne. And this is only slightly dead inside the podcast that puts the fun in functional depression.
1: We are not doctors, trained therapists, or medically licensed in any way.
0: But as you can guess from the uh, talking that just went into that intro, we are, um, you
1: know, getting educated about proper sterilization protocol. I guess. Yes.
0: I don't know. It's all very... Well, because
1: we keep hearing a bunch about how to sanitize hard surfaces, but this microphone is a porous surface. Right.
0: It's so. got a thing on it. Yeah. It's got like a cover on it. So um, I think probably, I don't know, we'll look it up when we're done. How about that? Yes. we Yes, we will. <laughs> Julianne texted yesterday and was like, so we should probably do like a Corona anxiety episode like Immediately, right? And I was like, yeah.
1: And then there was actually talk about whether or not you even wanted to travel over here. And I'm here. We're recording this on Saturday, March 14th, which I'm saying because. Uh, information has been changing so quickly. I just want it to put this in context. It just not be valid by the time, time we edit. Valid.
0: Although now we're going to have a lot of time to edit.
1: We will have much time to edit. I had been working from home since the beginning of last week anyway because I have that flexibility. But then my next project got canceled, so I had less to do. And I was like, why go into Midtown if I don't have to in the middle of this questionable environment? I did the same this week because work continued to slow down and my office finally closed but I have been going places every day and thank you everyone who is not taking the subway right now because the subway has been very empty so I actually feel pretty okay being on it I have not tried to get on it anytime during rush hour
0: it's even during rush hour I'm sure it's
1: fine but I we all are supposed to be isolating as as much as we can social distancing etc so We're trying, but also we are human creatures and lack of social interaction is difficult. So, you know, we're all being careful. That's good. Um,
0: Yeah, our show closed the same day as all the other shows closed. And even though our capacity was 199, our houses had been getting steadily smaller anyway. Uh, And it was... It was really depressing because we really loved our show and we wanted as many people as possible to see it. And then it just sort of became clear that it wasn't going to be safe or fun to go in and, you know, do this show where we're all touching each other and we're so close to our audience and we're going into the audience and people are, yeah, it just became clear that it shouldn't be happening and wasn't happening. So we closed prematurely, and I am bummed about that.
1: Understandably, it's sad. You, yeah. Even knowing that it's the right thing to do, it's still sad. because Yeah, that's,
0: you know. But mostly, I am grateful that I just barely squeaked out my 11th week. So I will get health insurance. Amazing. For those who don't, No Actors' Equity. You qualify for that health insurance by the number of weeks worked and the minimum number for six months of insurance is 11 weeks. And I just squeaked that out under the wire. Because that's
1: the kind of country that we live in.
0: For now. For now. Unclear. Second disclaimer, I'm leaving the window open. So things might sound a little boomier than they normally do, but you just have to afford me that need for fresh air based on my anxiety, which is a great segue into the stuff that we wanted to talk about.
1: Yes, I've also been leaving my window open all week, although it's been That's very like, warm yeah, as it's well. It's also
0: super nice out, but I, I don't even want to close it
1: to... For the purposes, for the of, purposes recording, of recording. I'm fine with that. The fresh air really does actually calm me down. Mm-hmm. And I, like you, have been experiencing a extra high level of anxiety Yeah, at this time. Yeah. Yeah. So I
0: guess we can go through some of those anxieties, how we're dealing with them.
1: There's a lot of people who are like, why is everyone panicking? You're fine. Like, I know. No, I don't know I'm fine. I assume I am probably fine. I, however, like many people of our age, have parents who fall squarely in the vulnerable demographic for this. And on top of that, my father is on dialysis and also has been having other health problems lately, so has been in and out of the hospital. So I am freaking out really because there's nothing I can do about any of this I can't help he's in Florida my mom has been doing the errands and stuff but she is also 71 years old it's not great for her to be doing that either we're working on getting them some help but my sister and I can't get there nor would it be safe necessarily for us to do that so this is a rough one. This is really rough right now.
0: Yeah. My parents are, you know, knockwood, very healthy, but they are squarely in the demographic as well. And I worry about them. I worry about them, but I also, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Like, because I can't entirely pinpoint, like, sometimes when you're having an anxiety attack or a particular bout of anxiety, it's helpful to be able to have a response to the thing that you're freaked out about. So like if you're talking to yourself, carry things through to their logical conclusion. And it's really hard to do that right now, even though it's a super helpful grounding exercise, because there is no answer.
1: No. And there's certain things that I can do that with, because there's also the anxiety of my company's losing a lot of projects right now. And we've had a lot of meetings about it they're being super communicative but we're not sure how long this is sustainable and that may jeopardize people's jobs in the future and that may or may not include me and that is also weighing on me pretty heavily but that is one of the ones where i can say okay absolute worst case scenario i lose my job i will figure out how to deal with that for the time being and it will pass right having to go through that exercise for the more mundane and non-emotional things is even harder because of the stuff like you were just starting to say. Like if I think through the logical conclusion of some of this, I'm not being unreasonable with understanding one of these possibilities being extremely negative.
0: Right. That's the hardest thing is that the existential crisis of it all, but the fact that like the entire world is in this almost in the same level of existential crisis and nobody has any answers, nor do I trust any of the information coming from our institutions, which makes the panic even more difficult. That's where my panic is, is A, not knowing like how I can be useful and how I can be helpful other than like not doing anything, which feels to me, even though the most important thing I can probably do is nothing, that's just so counter to the way I am built and the way that I respond to crises that I feel
1: like an extra wave of guilt for not being more helpful. A hundred percent. Yes, that is absolutely where I am right now and on both a micro and a macro level. Right, exactly. I feel so impotent because I can't do anything to help the most vulnerable people in my life. I really can't. Other can. than stay away from them. Other than stay away from them and <laughs> scream at them like I did this morning when my mother went to Costco, which she will listen to this and tell me, no, no, they only let 25 people in at a time at this particular Costco. But like that is lucky that is just lucky and it is still stupid to go to Costco when you are an older person living with an even more vulnerable old person anyway there's nothing I can do about that and then on a macro level there's nothing I can do and I feel like I should be protesting or something making phone calls or something and all the people that represent me in particular are doing the right thing right now I mean I also guess like calling
0: and saying you're Doing a great job and everything is terrible and i'm watching you and and i support you like yes
1: everybody likes encouragement being extra nice to any retail people that you do encounter the people at the grocery store are so stressed right now they have had very long stressful days please be nice to them if you have to go to the store
0: be nice just be as nice as possible everybody's tired and freaked out everybody's nervous system is in a tailspin i think I did my census yesterday. Did you do your census yet? I did not. Because you can do it it online. You
1: can do it online. I'm very excited about this. And that made me feel better.
0: Actors' Equity is doing a letter writing campaign calling on Congress to include artists in the emergency relief fund and to make sure that artists get paid for the time that they're furloughed as well. So I did that and I did the census and I sort of felt, I don't know, as much as I could do from my desk.
1: Yeah. No, there's things that people are doing that are really helpful or touching. Both Laura Bonanti and Jennifer Garner have started these campaigns to have any high schoolers who have shows that they were supposed to be in that were canceled to post a video of them performing, so that they can see, which is super cool and really lovely. Thanks, ladies. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thank my big sister
1: for doing that. I don't want to get super political because. We all know what the situation is, but watching so little happen for so many days and knowing like the solution is to test more people, the solution is to take this more seriously and just watching the people in charge not do that just made me just scream like, what do we do? How do we fix this? And there's so little that we have the power to do in the immediate. It is creating an energy that I don't even know how to expel, especially given my limited movement throughout the day now, I've been staying up crazy late because I'm either not tired or just my brain's going and then I'm even crankier when I wake up in the morning and it is just, it, it's a bad cycle right now. This account we follow called The Depression Project posted this infographic about why the coronavirus is triggering mental health issues and one of the things that it says is that it's switching our mindsets from living to survival Mm. and i thought that was really interesting because that's that's what's happening is there's like a deep thing in my body that is saying this is survival mode now
0: right it's your lizard brain that's a little overactive
1: right but there's very little i can do to change my current way of living that makes me feel i would be fulfilling that survival mode Mm -hmm. if that makes sense
0: yeah i think it's a good segue into some coping mechanisms that are working for either of us because I'm having a shit time sleeping as well. But I am finding basically beta blockers during the day and CBD oil at night, uh, which maybe is not available to everybody who's listening. But for the people who it is available to, um, I highly recommend because taking the beta blocker is fooling my nervous system into behaving normally because it slows your heart rate down. And that's why they're good to take before like big meetings or big auditions or whatever. And sometimes when I feel like there's no amount of grounding exercises that aren't medical, but things that are helpful include making a list of all of the blue things you can see or making sure that, you know, just like things that keep you tangibly grounded in the moment. And I find that when those also fail, beta blockers are really helpful. Because it just forces my nervous system and my heart to not be operating at a level that is like painful. (laughs) That makes sense. That's helping.
1: I do not currently have access to those. I've been trying to get a new medication management person and going back and forth because of insurance stuff. So I have not quite gotten there yet. I never talk about this because I don't want it to be a thing that people associate with me as a person overall because people tend to do this, but my bit of self-medication for anxiety has been smoking a fair amount of weed and I don't ever talk about it. I know some people listen to this that don't know that about me and I don't want to say that this is a good idea. It it is extremely immediate and not ultimately that helpful long-term. It is not cumulatively helping and it is hard because there's so little to do right now. Other than that, I have been doing jumping jacks or whatever sort of small physical things I can do in the apartment or just taking a walk outside because we can go outside even as though long you're as we're isolating far away from each other. Yeah, if you have a house, you can go in your backyard. If you live in an apartment building, you know, try to avoid crowded elevator or anything like that and careful about pushing all the buttons in the elevator but you can take a walk around the block this is where I will also plug again yoga
0: with Adrian because it is free and really accessible no matter what level you are practicing at the amount of time you have the type of thing you want to do it's like the only yoga practice that has made me love yoga and now it's like an absolute non-negotiable and right this minute I don't Know how I would actually function without it,
1: yeah. I think at this point, I've not put enough attention into creating routines that I am telling myself I have to stick to because it's been a little nice. all over the place in the last ten days or so in terms of like what is happening, how much isolation, and my lizard brain has been a little like, ah! and just kind of done nothing. And this is gonna go on for a bit we don't know how long that is. But I think for me, it's time to write it down, put it in a schedule and act like this is the thing that I need to do every day because this is not sustainable.
0: I mean, even on normal days where I have to be by myself all day, and I don't have a schedule, like I have to write myself a schedule or else I will just wander around and then it will be 4pm. And even if I don't do the things that are on the schedule, at least I have made a note of them. And I include things like, Meal times and shower times and unstructured free time times so that like if I need to sit down and be a garbage person for an hour, the time is allotted. That makes total sense.
1: And the meal is actually a really important point. I am a person who, minus a schedule, will sometimes forget to eat till I'm really hungry or get moody and decide that I don't need to eat because I'm so hungry that I don't need to eat. Lizard brain. Right. And that's not good. My general schedule, because I usually work during the week, allows for unstructured time to feel a little less scary or lets me structure it a little more easily because there are these things that I need to do with my unstructured time, period, end of story. When we have so much unstructured time, this schedule is really necessary. It seems basic and it, sometimes it's like, do I really need to do this? I'm yes. a grown up. I should be able to just say at noon every day I'm going to eat. But if I don't write it down, I'm not going to do
0: it. No, I... I'm like you in that I stress don't eat and some stresses are I stress eat with some stresses but things that are this big I lose my appetite completely and then wonder why I'm weepy and mean which is a super great combination for
1: no one. Yeah it's working really well for me being in the apartment all the time with my extremely patient boyfriend.
0: (laughs) Yeah my extremely (laughs) shout out shout out to
1: those those men that we spend our lives with. Yes. Extra shout out for Max because of the bread. We got unlimited bread at our house.
0: We do have bread flour
1: so we in have the freezer flour.
0: and we have <laughs> yeast. Um. So maybe Dan, well, maybe we'll get back into bread baking. Dan was super into bread baking for a while and then it dropped off because, you know,
1: well life, life. it takes forever. We were also talking about how it's a little tough because this is allergy season because the weather changed a little early, so we're sniffling anyway, even though we're not sick, but it's making us all feel paranoid. Circling back a little bit, but expanding, one of my main frustrations and concerns at this point is is my parents, and I've been hearing that from a lot of other people our age. Both of us came across this article in Vogue the other day, it's only from yesterday, called Why Are So Many Baby Boomers In Denial Over the Coronavirus? And this is a common thing I've been hearing from so many friends where their parents are not feeling like they're included in this. I've heard of a 90-year-old who went to go buy decorative bird feeders. I've heard of a 70-something who went to go buy cinnamon rolls. I don't know what's happening. It's like they're melting down and ignoring all of it.
0: I found an article on Medium by Rena Raphael called How to Snap Your Parents Out of Their Coronavirus Denial. We'll definitely post a link. It's basically trying to convince your parents not to go into super crowded public spaces and stuff like that.
1: This is a thing that I have learned over and over again is you can't care about something more than the person it directly affects cares about it. And if trying to worry them is not effective it will continue to not be effective, unfortunately. I think it's just a matter of being inundated with the information. And that is why it is so unfortunate that the information has been so bad.
0: And I wish we had better things to say about it, I guess. Or like more uplifting things to say. I have very
1: little uplifting stuff to say about this. This is just sort of a like solidarity and we're here to we're here we're here too. with you and this is gonna suck for a while I mean everything will stabilize in some way and who knows what that's gonna look like but this won't last forever but but it's hard to not but feel like something it will. will but like something, something about it will
0: the unknown is always so terrifying and I am a person who does not deal well with the unknown I always say I operate best with all the information and nobody has all the information. So yeah. I'm trying to find a workaround, which is my other favorite thing to do,
1: is find a workaround. I just need big distractions because I am the same and I've been glued to Twitter in a way that is helping no one. No one. No one. No one.
0: I'm also trying to find like little projects around my house. Soon we're going to repot all of the plants, uh, which takes a long time. Yeah, and... I did
1: venture out to Home Depot and get a couple of things to repair holes in the wall and stuff.
0: Yeah. There are still auditions happening, except now they're happening on tape. So try to get that next job whenever it can happen.
1: There's a lot of good organizations as well that are trying to be supportive. We've mentioned the Actors Fund before as a resource for everyone in entertainment. This is one of those times when they will be helping people whose income and health is endangered by this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll post some stuff in the show notes. I saw another one that's doing grants for playwrights Mm -hmm. and a couple other things And there are also
0: a few region-specific ones. I know Boston is doing something, and I know that there are some Seattle-based folks who are trying to basically Venmo each other.
1: No matter what city you're in, if you're associated with a theater company that's affected, there's a lot of cities that are doing small business grants and small business loans for anybody who's losing money because of this, which is pretty much everyone, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. Anyway, you know what's great? Know. What's great? What's great that they have found that dogs and cats can't get this. Oh, my God. Uh, I honestly don't know what I would do if I had to put my cat in quarantine right now. Well, I don't she, know what, what she's the, the, the cat mental would do if I had to put health, the cat in life quarantine. Blood of my house
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so at least I can hug a cat the other day when we weren't sure if our show was getting canceled I was really near Dan's work I was basically like I don't know if we're having a show tonight but I have a whole bunch of stuff in a tote bag can I Give you that stuff to take home in case I have to pick up all my stuff from the theater. Then I would like to have a tote bag that is more free than this one is. And he was like, yes, okay." And as I was walking, everyone was debating, like, do we cancel the show or not? And we were still in that I don't know place when I walked in. And he took one look at me, put me in an exam room, and then went and got a kitten. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he had just, he he just spayed and neutered a bunch of kittens for uh, a shelter that his uh practice has a relationship with and he looked at me and he was like I think you need to hold a kitten right now and That's he just like so let me hug lame. a kitten for a minute until I could get my bearings animal therapy is real
1: it is so real
0: and then we found out we were not having a show and we had to go get our stuff and so I was like actually you're gonna come with me and so he went with me and we cleaned out the dressing room and like we just walked and walked and walked and walked
1: Yeah, lots of walking as i kind of figured this would be sort of more of a venting kind of episode because we're all in the middle of this like horrific thing right now and we don't know what to do so yeah we're here too no matter what city you're in if you are looking for real-time information i know at least new york has a text service that is giving updates i'm sure most major cities are doing the same Twitter is the place that I have found the most real-time information about pretty much everything. But again, from I try to follow all over the world, but I'm particularly following the WHO and the mayor's office in New York and NPR. Really just trying to do like the most neutral media outlets I can and trying to stay away from the 24-hour news cycle. Yes, and not turning on the television. And I think I might actually pull one of those apps on my phone that shuts down Twitter or something after a while because I am not in a healthy place right now.
0: No. I'm glad you I'm glad you came over here though. (laughs) I am.
1: Thanks. My anxiety necklace has never been more on point (laughs) despite being on point every day of my life. So yeah, if you're bored, fill out the census. And if you're not bored, fill out the census. If you're not bored, fill out the census. It takes five minutes. You can do it online. Send it to everyone you know. You, Send can spend a a good, you can spend a good 40 minutes explaining how to use it to your boomer parents in an effort to keep them in their house. If you would like, there's an option.
0: <gasps> oh my God.
1: I'm leaving it and I don't care how insulted everyone is.
0: Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. Seriously
1: I... though. We worry because we care, everybody. Anybody Which... who's listening who is older and is like, this isn't me. We're worried because we care. Really? which is what you used to say to us is what you used to say to us which is the same thing I, was like, I learned it from watching you <laughs> I think that's it that's I it. think that's the, the end. end only slightly dead inside is Julianne Bilker and Nicola Lanzaroni our theme song Motown Mo Problems was composed by Joel B. New and Robbie Rosell designed our logo find and follow us on all the social medias by searching Slightly Dead Pod and check out our website slightlydeadpod.com We'll be there because where the fuck else are we going to be?
0: If you are in crisis and feel like you might be a danger to yourself or someone else, turn this off and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or text the crisis text line at 741741. Someone is always there to hear you and you are worth hearing.
1: Wash your hands.
0: Also, wash your hands.
1: No, literally everyone wash your hands, even if you're like,
0: hmm, it's only been a, it's been a bit since I washed my hands. Don't okay. do it. I highly recommend O'Keefe's Working Hands Hand Cream for when washing your hands makes your skin feel icky. As it did mine, this stuff saved the backs of my hands. I will also leave with that plug. Good luck, y'all. Bye. Bye. Do the senses. Things that are
1: getting cut. Things that are getting... Not cut. getting blasted <laughs>